Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Hegener Homestead podcast, where we talk about homesteading, self-improvement, um, and community. Um, so, I know I keep changing the intro thing. <laughs> One day I will, like, stick to something, but you know what? Maybe it's good to have a little bit of fluidity and of go with the flow. Um, so today I, I don't have tons of time, so this will be a shorter episode, but I just wanted to talk about, um, like taking risks and, um, safety and risk and stuff like that. Um, you know, since, 2020 especially, um, safety has kind of taken on different meanings, and it's gotten to the point where it almost triggers me, (laughs) the word, which, like, is not something I want, but because of the way people use it a lot of times, and just as I grow more and I change the way that I'm thinking to improve my life and, you know, move forward. Um, but it all starts with your mindset. Um, the more I realize, like, safety is not really something that you should be Like, that shouldn't be your main concern. Um, I mean, obviously, there's different types of safety, right? You know? Um, so, you know, if you live in a bad area, you don't want to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to embrace danger and take risks and stuff. Like, that's stupid. Um you're probably going to get shanked or something. (laughs) Um, but, and like in driving, you know, I drive for a living. I'm on the roads all day long. So I want to be safe on the roads. Um, but you know, like with the whole COVID thing, safety was not what the masses were saying it was, you know, that wasn't safe, and, and sometimes we can get blinded by things, um, and, like, kind of going back to the driving example, like, I want to be safe driving, because it's my profession and stuff, but a race car driver, driving is also his profession and yes he he does want to be safe to an extent but kind of the very nature of his job is dangerous like they put their life on the line all the time and um you know they hope that they're skilled enough and nothing bad happens to the point where they get into an accident but they want to beat their competitors and stuff. So, you know, they're not really 
focused on driving safe. They're focused on driving fast. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of subjective depending on where you're coming from, right? So, um, and I know, like, um, if anybody's heard Needy Bali, um, she runs the, um, food, farm to fork riot, food to fork riot? I think it's farm to fork, um, meat riot and the, the meat pharmacy, um, and, um, she's said openly that the word safe makes her triggered, you know, um, just because, like, it, it doesn't, doesn't mean what people think it means, and she's like, you know, who are you to tell me what to do and how to live my life? I'm a grown-ass adult, <laughs> like, you know, so, um, and that's, it's kind of funny, but, like, she has a point, but, I mean, I don't, I don't want to get to the point where, like, I'm just on the polar opposite side of the majority, and, like, but I get triggered by stuff, too, and, I mean, sometimes, sometimes you can't really help it, like, religion kind of triggers me sometimes, um, but it doesn't have to, like, if people are reasonable about their faiths and stuff, and they're not trying to shove it down my throat, we can just have conversation or something like that, then that's totally fine with me. As soon as they start, like, trying to convert me, then, then I turn off. I'm not interested at that point, because, like, I am all for personal freedom, and, like, you can believe whatever the hell you want to believe, but don't try to make me think a certain way and believe what you believe and stuff because most of that comes back to fear-mongering and stuff and like oh my gosh if you don't believe then you're going to hell and all this stuff so yeah sorry about the side tension <laughs> it does ruffle my feathers um but yeah so but you know if if they're kind of in a similar boat to me and, you know, they have their own beliefs, but they're, they think, you know, people should believe what they want to believe. And, you know, if, as long as you're, you find morality in whatever you believe and you're not hurting me and whatever, then, then that's fine with me, you know? Um, just so many people can't get past that, like, final judgment type of thing, and it's like, you don't even know that that's what happens, like, that's the thing that gets me, like, at the end of the day, like, there is no way that you can know what happens, anyways, I am getting really sidetracked because that, that bothers me, but, um, <laughs> let's get back on track here, because, yeah, um, I did not mean to make this into a theological thing. Um, but yeah, so safety. Um, you know, sometimes sometimes it's okay to not be safe, to live or do things 
that are risky or, you know, slightly dangerous. Like, people go skydiving and stuff like that. Like, that's definitely dangerous, but um, it's fun to them. They get a thrill out of it or whatever, and, you know, most of the time, it is relatively safe. Like, they've got equipment and stuff like that. There is a chance that you can die, that your parachute won't deploy, or whatever, you know? Maybe you, you, it does deploy, but then you hit something and you get a tear in your parachute and, and you can plummet to the ground and get seriously injured, or, or maybe you just don't do your landing very well and you break a leg or something. Um, but you know, without taking that risk, you know, trying to do things as safely as possible, but still taking a risk, like, you'll never know the, the thrill of flying through the air with nothing around you, like, and I've never skydived, but, um, it is something, like, I don't know, I've thought about doing um, I might, might be a little too chicken for it, but I can imagine that it would be extremely exhilarating. You know, once you get over your initial, like, shock of fear, um, and everything, like, I can imagine that that would be really fun. Um, So, um, I've also, I've listened through Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, I need to, to go through it again because there's so much in there and, you know, I was listening to it while I was delivering mostly, so there's stuff that I missed. Um, and unfortunately, um... Most of the audiobooks I listen to are on an app called Libby. It's through my library, um, and they've—it's like a, a library app that's partnered with a bunch of different libraries. Um, and it's—it's it's kind of annoying because, you know, the selection is is kind of limited. Um, so it wasn't on there, but you also have to like loan it out. Um, so, they'll have, it's like library books, so they have a list of how many they have, and they loan out one copy to one person at a time, and everything is, uh, like two weeks, so sometimes, you know, if it's like a really big book or something like that, then it's hard to get through it unless you're listening to it all the time, um, but, yeah, so, um, so that's kind of annoying, like, I don't understand why, if it's an electronic file, they can't, like, just have it available and loan it out to whoever, so a lot of times you have to wait for stuff, but they didn't have any of, like, the self-improvement stuff that I wanted to listen to, so I had to I listened to it on YouTube, and unfortunately I can't rip the audio from that, because it's too long, so, um, so that's kind of annoying, so I have to, like, listen to it while I have internet connection, 
um, but there's so much in there, and definitely a lot of stuff, like, I need to go back and listen to, like, the whole, what is a asset versus a liability part, um, and some of the stuff in the later sections, but he talks about taking risks, and, um, that, you know, people who are not, don't become wealthy, like he's talking about, like, maybe they have a good job, and they make a a lot of money, but they're not, they're not the same as somebody wealthy, because they, they try to keep up with the Joneses, and they're still in a lot of debt, because they have to have all the things that go along with wealth, and stuff, so, um, that's something I want to avoid, because we've definitely fallen into that trap, like, Tom and I started out, I had to be the breadwinner for a while, and I worked at the post office and made, like, I started at sixteen seventy-five an hour there, and I was able to support the both of us in an apartment that was a thousand dollars a month, and, um, with just my income, and, you know, we did start getting into debt at that point. Um, we got, like, a bunch of furniture for the apartment and stuff instead of starting out with hand-me-downs. Um, I mean, we did get some stuff that was handed down to us, but, um, a lot of the stuff we bought, which was a big mistake and I don't recommend that. Um, but, you know, um, I mean, it was tight, but we were able to do it with just that one income. And now, we're both working, and we're both making quite a bit more, like, several dollars more than that. And we're still just scraping by, and our rent has not really increased that much. Like, it actually went down for a while, because when we moved, it was $9.75, and now it's um, $10.75 a month. So you know, basically our rent went up $75 from when we were in the apartment, and we're still, like, scraping by. So, you know, um, and our debt has increased even more. Um, I mean, the, the furniture and stuff is all paid off, and, um, the big, like, medical bills that I incurred are paid off, but we've got a lot of other stuff, um, you know, now instead of having cars for both of us, um, my husband has a truck, so that's a much bigger car loan, and, you know, I don't resent him getting the truck because it is very handy to have, and, um, you know, he loves his truck and he takes good care of it, um, and it's much more practical for him at this point, um, I would also like a truck at some point, but, um, but yeah, so, 
um, it's just, you know, sometimes you lose sight of where you started, and you're like, oh my gosh, like, we haven't gotten anywhere, and all this stuff, and it's good to look back and see, like, how far you've come, but then also, like, sometimes you have to look back and, like, like, why are we not in a much better place when we're making so much more money than we did. And, like, inflation does play a part in that, um, even though, you know, it, we're talking, like, six years, five, six years, um, time frame from then to now. So, you wouldn't think it would be that much of a difference, but it is, and certain things, like, certain things just cost more right now, um, but it, it's not necessarily, like, all across the board, everything has gone up that drastically, like, like, eggs, for example, you know, the price of eggs has shot up, like, 200%, but not everything has gone up that much, you know, that's mostly because the government is stupid and they killed all the chickens, um, but, yeah, so, So, I'm, you know, trying to change the way I think and lay the groundwork for, you know, being um, in a better financial position and increasing my financial intelligence, like he says. Um, and sometimes you just... have to take a chance and a risk, um, and not take advice from people that haven't done the thing, you know, a lot of people, he gives, like, countless stories of, you know, he was telling somebody, like, he was gonna do this as an investment or whatever, and, <coughs> excuse me, and they're, constantly saying, like, no, no, you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't do that, like, what if this happens, what if that happens, like, blah, 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 and, you know, then he just thinks, like, well, have you done it? And they haven't, so then he's like, well, I'm gonna go ask somebody who did do this, and, um, and then, you know, he finds that person, and, they, they share their knowledge and stuff, and, and he goes and does it, and he get he's better off for it, um, because he took a chance, and he listened to somebody who has done it before, and he actually puts it into practice, like, doing is the most important thing, and although, you know, I haven't done much yet, um, I'm still, still kind of working on like the mental part, um, but I'm trying to lay the groundwork for business, um, I'm trying to, um, put more social media posts out, and, um, trying to, like, work on being a better storyteller as well, like, I'm sharing the names of my animals and stuff, and, um, most of them are kind of funny, but 
you know, I'm trying to make it, like, more appealing and more interesting and stuff, um, and, and kind of showcase their personality a little bit and stuff like that, and, you know, hopefully that will grow interest in what we're doing, and when I have stuff to sell, then, then I'll have a market ready for that, um, that's basically what Goldshaw Farm has done, um, he started his channel when he was first starting his farm, um, and he, like, had never done any farming before or anything like that, but he knows marketing really well, and he knows how to tell a story, and he's like, well, someday I'm gonna have stuff to, to sell, and even though I don't have anything to do right now, I'm just setting up and everything, like, I want to have a market in place for when that day comes, so that I can just be like, hey, this is what we got, and people will gobble it up because they're already, you know, invest, like, emotionally invested in the farm, um, because he makes his, his animals so connectable, that's not the right word, but, like, um, like, you kind of connect to them on an emotional level, um, he does a really great job at that because he knows how to tell a story, and, um, so there's, like, a lot I can learn from that, um, he, he did a talk at the Homesteaders of New England, and it was really good, like, learning how to tell your farm story, um, or your homestead story, you know, I'm kind of using the two interchangeably at this point, um, because there's not always much of a difference, um, so, so yeah, you know, I've been trying to work harder at that, and, um, another thing that he talked about in the book, um, in Rich Dad Poor Dad was to, not to work for money, but to, to work for knowledge and skills, and so I think this opportunity that's come up with Livingstone Farm is, like, the perfect thing for that, you know? Um, I can get experience working with sheep and alpacas, you know, some larger animals that I've never had experience with before, and, um, and yes, they're, like, fiber animals, too, so, um, you know, hopefully someday soon I will get a spinning wheel and, um, be able to make more yarn. I mean, I have quite a bit of fiber that needs to be spun up now, but, um, you know, so, um, Like I said, like, I don't know how much I'll end up doing there, but there's the potential, because she needs the help with it, to 
do a lot more with marketing and advertising and stuff like that. And, you know, she's got stuff to sell. Um, you know, there's product there available. She just hasn't been able to, like, advertise it and market it and stuff like that. So, um... But you can still market even if you don't have products. Like, it's... You're just sharing your story and... And making sure people remember you, you know? That you don't get too lost in the... The flood of information and stuff and people still see your name and then... When they're like, oh man, you know, I really want some fiber or whatever and then... They're like, oh yeah, this person has it. And they've been posting stuff. Maybe I should ask them about that. You know? So, um... So, yeah. Um... I... I really want to... To work for learning opportunities and growth opportunities and stuff in a way that will be applicable to what I really want to do, um, which is run my own homestead and my own business. Um, and, you know, I'm not sure my job, um, there's been talk some people are not really happy with how the supervisor we have has been doing his job or kind of lack thereof. Um, there's been a lot of, of talk and um, I, I might be able to either be at the same level or like kind of take over that position um and the guy like I really like him like I I consider him a friend um and he is like the fastest driver we have but he doesn't like to deliver um and there's some like blaming like, just pass the blame on to somebody else and stuff, and, um, heard a lot of complaints from the office people that he doesn't get the paperwork done in a timely manner, and most of the time he's not driving, so, like, he has plenty of time to do it, but, um, he'll just go home instead if he's not delivering, and, uh, not do it until they're, like, breathing down his neck, like, you need to get this done. So, um, I don't really intend as a homestead business to have hired help, but, um, maybe that's something that I will do. Like, um, I, I would like to work with, like, homeschool kids or something maybe or like even just normal normal kids um and kind of like 
show them, you know, how to, how to deal with animals and proper care and stuff like that. Um, that might be kind of cool. Um, I don't know, like, right now, like, I was telling Paula, um, at Livingstone Farm, because, like, her and her husband are both teachers, um, and I was like, oh, man, like, I'm kind of jealous because I'm not a natural teacher, like, I, I don't feel confident in myself as a teacher and stuff, and, like, if it's a job and I know the job really well, then I don't have as much issue teaching and showing people how to do the job, but just, like, teaching a subject or something, like, that I kind of struggle with, and, um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I don't have much experience homesteading, and, you know, you might be thinking, like, well, why am I listening to you about homesteading? (laughs) Well, I'm trying to do this kind of from a beginner perspective to help people, um, you know, not only with some of the challenges that we face, but also, you know, just hopefully encouraging people to, um, continue to improve their own lives and, and everything, and I think that animals can play a huge part in that, um, from, like, mental health to physical health and everything, like, there's definitely manual labor involved in keeping animals. I mean, you can get equipment that makes that so much easier, like a tractor and stuff, and you can set up your system so that you can just drive your tractor through and dump your, like, manure and and everything uh, wherever you want it. You know, you can pick it up in the bucket and and carry it wherever you want it to go. But most of us don't have that when we're starting out. Um, But I think, like, there's... It's, like, normal work, you know? It's, like, how our body should be moving. Um, in, In some degrees, you know, obviously too much repetitive motion of anything can be bad, but... Um, most of the time, you know, you don't have to, you can clean out your coop more often, or where, whatever type of animal you have, clean out the, the barn or whatever, more often so that there's less matter to clean up, or you can do a deep litter type of thing, and that is, like, you know, if you have an actual barn or something, then that's way easier to have if you have a tractor, um, to do if you have a tractor, I mean, um, but I mean, like, either way, like, you can do it to where it's manageable, um, and it's just, you know, kind of whatever works for you, um, I do kind of in between, um, just because of the way that, like, our coops are, so, right now, like, 
the whole carport that I have the animals in, I'm doing like a deep litter type of thing. But I will clean out the coops, especially the small coop, because there's not much room for bedding and everything. So I have to clean that out more often. Um, but I'll put everything on the ground in the tunnel and, um, and you know, I'm walking on it and stuff and it's fine. Um, it doesn't usually smell too bad in there and, and if it does start to smell, I just had more bedding. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not like a true deep litter for the small coop, but it, it basically is. Um, and like that area is a low part in our property anyways, so it does tend to flood. So having more material on the ground, um, and actually when it floods, you know, it can kind of be beneficial in some ways because it's, um, saturating the bedding and then that helps to make it break down quicker. Um, but yeah, so, um, trying to, to build that up, and I'm going to move it eventually, but, um, it, it works pretty well for in the winter, um, with how we have things set up right now, so, um, The light doesn't change here. Um, go, 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 go. Um, so, yeah, like, all kind of going back to the main topic. Um, Um, not living in fear is, is one of my big things, like, kind of a big mantra in my life, I think. Um, I don't think anybody should live in fear. And so I'm, I'm doing a lot that, whatever I can, to not live that way. Um, and trying to show, show other people, like don't do stuff just out of fear, you know? I mean, fear has an important role in our life, you know? Don't get burned. Um, like, don't touch the stove when it's hot because you'll get burned. Um, but on the same token, like, if you want to be a fire eater, like, you're gonna get burned. Um, but then you learn how to play with fire and you can do something spectacular with that you know, so everything in context, like, you don't want to put your hand just flat on the stove, like, that's dumb, but sometimes, like, to, to play with fire a little bit, and then you can do some really cool things, um, so yeah, you know, just try to be smart about things, and, um, mitigate your risks, but don't, don't be so afraid to take any risks that you never do anything um, that is worth doing. Like, 
my favorite my favorite quote is from Joel Salatin and it's anything that's worth doing is worth doing poorly first and I just find so much encouragement in that statement and I think it's true you know if it's worth doing then you know it's okay to screw up the first however many times it takes for you to get it right but um that's all I got I'm at work now so sorry it's kind of a short episode but hopefully this is a little bit better hopefully it's a little more streamlined for you to listen to um even though like I still didn't have any notes or anything but um anyways take care guys and I will talk to you next time